podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Welcome everybody, it's Touchdown Fracker. I am your host, Daniel Soft. We've got another new podcast for you. I am joined here by the Moogle Lock. Um, it's currently 9pm, because I, I see the timeline, they chat a lot of shit saying it's 9am all the time. Um, Aya, what's going on? Hey, somewhere in the world it's 9am, cuz. Bro, you chat shit. <laughs> and... <laughs> hey, this is better than your account, where you lot have... Fair algebra for why we should sign Bogle for five Nobody cares. The man. streets love oh. it. Okay, so what? Why are you looking at it? Why are you looking at it? I can't. I can't avoid it. <laughs> times a day. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So for for context, for those of you that don't know, me and I have got a little cold war going on. We'll go. We'll go into it later. But obviously, we'll be talking about Hudson versus Sancho and, and Greenwood. Um, and we've also got for Muga Sebi. What's going on, Seb? Yo, what's good, man? What's good? Um, yeah, it's definitely not nine a.m., man. I think I'm. I'm. Uh, I saw some saw, saw some links with a certain striker today, so I, I, I'm dashing on my hey, Martial stock. I'm ready to sell my stock, you know. Trust right. me, I'm ready to sell the stock still. Okay. Even I, yeah. you're ready to sell your stock, yeah. Bang. Okay, cool. Bang. Before... Hey, on the back rows, bro. On the back rows, man. <laughs> But before we get into that, I'm glad that we've got this next guy on. We've got Ellison. And you're the main man right now, because I think everybody wants to hear what Liverpool fans got to say. What are you, say, what are you saying, Ellison? Uh, first and foremost, first and foremost, fuck United, fuck Martial and okay. everyone there. Um, everyone that's crying for the league to be void. Yeah, right. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> you know what I mean? For the title and all that. Gee, what's, the, what's hey, this? Hey, 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 hey. Words of that person. Save this interview. Save right. Bruv, you came with the energy, that fuck you energy straight off. I just said hi. You said fuck United, <laughs> fuck everything. Yeah, Alright, cool. But do you know what? Yeah, I was listening to obviously we got a lot of time, it's lockdown, isn't it? So I was listening to the Copy and Fracker podcast. Check it out. The latest, the last podcast, it was a what if. It was hilarious. 
Hey, like, see, this is what I mean about Daniel Shade, yeah? No. He said, I've got a lot of time. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't listen to Muga. I don't listen to Muga. Part of it is because I'm jealous. You guys get the listens and I don't want to add to your numbers, innit? So I, I, only, <laughs> I only listen to the podcast. I know the numbers aren't that great. So I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. But no, I was listening. And you know, it was hilarious because they had a what if episode and they, they were going back like nostalgically saying... What if we were good in 2002? What if we had this play in 2003 and it was jokes? But what I, what I found funny about the episode is, um, Ellis, you had you had your own idea of how we can kind of resolve the league, right? About what we should do to kind of get yeah. the league finished, didn't it? And obviously on your pod, because you're around your Liverpool kind of fans, you was chat. in my opinion, you was chatting shit, but no one challenged you. So I thought, let's bring that to this <laughs> podcast. We've got the Moogle lot here. I'm here. Tell us how you think we should resolve this season and then we'll chime in. Well, just wrap it up in it. What did I say? I didn't come on what I said. You, you were saying that wrap the cups up, but then let's just do the leagues. So, yeah, wrap the cups up because obviously next year you can't dictate what's going to happen next year with the cups, innit? It's a knockout competition, fam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, 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 the cups are not significant to that like, next year, whereas the leagues are. So, like, Wherever you finish in a league, it's going to dictate what you do in the Champions League um, and all that. So wrap up the league because that takes priority, no? And you said that the league has to finish. Don't, 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 wait, hold on, Daniel. Yeah, go. Cook. Doesn't the Cups have something to do with European places? Like, let's, say, let's say if one of the non-top four teams or non-top six teams win the FA Cup or get to the FA Cup final or get to the Champions League side, they get Europe. So, that, so it does affect... See, brother, Man City, Man City have won like all the cups in the last one hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. You no, don't, I'm saying. you don't get challenged on copying fracas. That's what I'm trying to say. We're cross-examining you. So, like, but you're, you're yeah, a, that's a group thought in that, yeah, in it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but look, look, are the Liverpool fans angry that I think is it? What do they call it? League Five or League Six or whatever? They've cancelled those leagues, right? Obviously, you don't care as much because Liverpool's not in it, but the precedent mm. has been set, right? Other leagues down the, the, the table or down the ladder, they've been cancelled. So, And I saw a link like, um, earlier today. Apparently, UEFA are saying that, you know what? If it's not resolved by the end of June, it's going to be a restart. So how, how do you feel about that, Ellis? I think them lower leagues um, have started to, to take their man to the court. Oh, they want to take them to court. They said that if it is cancelled, they'll take them to court. So um, we've got city's lawyers. We've got city's lawyers. Huh? So we're not scared of that. We've got city's lawyers. <laughs> the, the Avengers and that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. To be fair, obviously, uh, what's happening now is bigger than football, isn't it? In a grand scheme of things, is it's way bigger than football. Yeah. Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, I don't want it to get voided because yeah. we ain't won the league enough. Yes, I want, I want to win the league in it. If it means playing the last nine games in the next two in um in a time frame of two weeks, so be it. But hopefully for me, they find a way to to wrap up the league. Okay. If it's voided, yeah, boy, boy. So what? Wait, huh? wait, wait. I O, um, Seb. Obviously, United. You've kind of got like a vested interest in having a league finished as well, because I've seen Gary Neville come out almost like he was putting together a pitch to try and secure funding, like a, from an angel investor or some shit. About <laughs> yo, we should do this and then this and then that. And so, do you guys so want? I came with a I came with a, you... came with a keynote speech. Bro. Man, man had a pitch deck, bro. All fifteen slides. And that, 
<laughs> so, so you can tell he's desperate to to finish the league too. So, what are you saying? Do you guys, as fans, do you want us to finish the league as well? I'm, I'm, I'm fifty fifty in it because, like, again, like, the, it, we haven't played for so long. I'm tired now, it? so it, it, it just is what it is. Yeah. Because, yeah, ideally, I want us to kickstart the league um, and secure Champions League because I just feel like there's just there's there's so there's a knock on effect for United not finishing champion uh, not finishing in Champions League this season. Like, there's so many things that we're hinging on that. Mm. So for us. You know, it makes sense for us to to try and get the league on and play. However, we're so tired. Like I'm so tired. Like again, and and what's going on is obviously bigger than football. Yeah. So even if they scrapped it, I wouldn't be mad. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad either way because I understand. I understand why they scrapped it. Yeah. And then also. What would make it extra sweetener for us is just Liverpool not winning the league. So that's why I'm saying I'm 50-50. Like, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm, you know, it, we ain't played for so long. I don't care. Nomix, what are you saying? Do you want us to finish it? Void the thing, man. <laughs> Consistent. Void it. Consistent. I've got this as well, man. <laughs> Bruh. Void everything, cunt. Yeah, man. Do you know I what? don't care about no Champions League and no bloody... Void it, bruv. It doesn't even make sense now. I'll be playing a whole like nine games in two weeks is gonna destroy the players. Then you're getting into the schedules of next following seasons, and you're all doing it just for peace Liverpool. It doesn't make any sense. In it, void the league is is ex is obviously extraordinary circumstances. There's a flipping global pandemic that can wipe out population, and man are trying to do their isms and schisms to finish a, a, a sporting <laughs> league. Void the league. Yeah, but hold on. This is what I'm saying. If you man are bad. <laughs> You lot are telling me you got all these bad boy players, best ever. We'll do it again. What do you mean? Okay, cool. We'll do it again, fam. Okay, okay let's do it again. Okay, then. we see. We'll, we'll see. Do it again, cuz. We'll see. Well, what I'm saying, though, hey, what I'm saying, fam, you cannot start another league. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't start another league without finishing one league, though. Bro, yes, you can. Run it back, bro. Watch me. Watch me. Wait. It's like Ellis is. Do you know what? It's almost like Ellis is making a threat. Like, this league has to be finished. Like, don't do that. <laughs> nah, man. I wonder how many. I wonder how many threatening messages Ellis has sent to the to, to, to the FA. I said bears. Oh, bears, bro. Mm. <laughs> I said bear threatening messages. But but you know what? I I agree with Seb. You know, it's like the fact that it stopped for so long now. All I'm doing is looking forward to next season. Like it reminds me of. Do you know, like, um, this is a bad analogy, but do you know, like Love Island when they stopped it. Because of the obviously the tragic death, and then it came back. I didn't watch it again. It's like at this point now, the Premier League for me is out of my mind. I, I'm looking at transfers. I'm looking to next season. Um, and talking about transfers for next season, uh, obviously I saw a video today, and I, I think this is probably why I said and I was talking about eh, it might not be nine a.m. anymore because Kane was was on a video saying that he might he might be wanting to leave Spurs. So I thought we'd run through a couple of players and we'll start with Kane and I'll go to you guys. Do you think they should leave? And if they're going to leave, where do you think they should go? So we'll start with Kane and we'll start with Ayo. Do you think he should leave? And if he should leave, where should he go? Uh, well, mm. well, of course I think he should leave. But I think there's only one place for the top striker in England to go. It's destiny. He should go to Manchester United. But um, just like... I've talked to Daniel about this for years. I think, Dan, I think that's one of the first two on the Kane trains, isn't it? And people yeah, yeah. still trying to say that 
Yeah, that it was just four minutes. One season later, I'd have said Yeah, one season one, three years later. It's mad. But um, with Harry Kane, I think Daniel was. You've kind of said that he should stay at Tottenham. It's probably better for him and stuff like that. But I feel like you could see that um, he doesn't want to kind of whittle out to be kind of nothing in terms of um, achievements and status. Yeah. So I think it's evident that he kind of wants to bounce, especially with Pochettino gone. And you know how people tend to feel about your boy Jose. So I think with with Kane going. There's only a limited amount of clubs that have the finances to kind of sign Harry Kane. Mm. But one thing I do kind of worry about, um, the boys Malkuch have been speaking about, is Kane's injuries and how long they feel like Kane has left at the top, top level. Mm. So it'd be quite mad. Let's say he's spending um, nine figures, giving them massive wages, and he comes and he kind of deteriorates, kind of like a Shevchenko or Torres. Yeah. Or who? Or, uh, what are them Chelsea United signings? Or what are them uh, Chelsea strikers? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't want. You don't want um, a top striker at the end of his at the end of his career. So um, yeah, but I, I would say United, and I know Roma did have been. I've read that Roma did have been a fan of him for a yeah. long time, so maybe that's another option. But but why are you saying he should leave Spurs? Get Spurs to do what, lad? Yeah, but then le- but then go but, to United to do what? Like huh? when it comes down to it, like you're in the same camp. Bye. Am I lying, Sebi? Bye. Hey, Sebi, uh-huh. can I do that still? I know. <laughs> The only thing I say is, um, yeah, we're in the same uh, camp when it comes to, like, on the field, but off the field, man, we dwarf these youths. So, you know, Spurs as well, historically, in regards to wages, Mm. they don't really pay high wages, so that's the thing. Like, you're coming into the twilight of your career, so it's time for you to go get the bag. Like, you don't want to stay at Spurs and be a pauper. Like, you're just there, like, with, you know, all the other broke youths. Okay. You want to come and go get the bag. You're you're selling it well, but it's Kane really looking for the bag at this point or is he no, looking no, for... No, no, but it's, it's, okay. it's, you, you know, you see Brexit mentality, English mentality, okay. yeah? They believe that like they can put the team on their back in it. For Harry Kane, it'll be a challenge. Who'd want to bring Man United back to <laughs> where they used to be, be? So for him, he'll be like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I can bring United to where they used to be on my top strike or whatever. I think he'd believe in himself that well. And I think it would be extra special if he'd done that. However, um, I don't think he'd go United. I think if Aguero leaves, that's that is a, that's an obvious replacement for Man City. Man City are, are all over that if Aguero leaves. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, obviously, I want him to come to mm. Manchester United. But, mate, if, if, if Kane is going, it's going to be tough, man. Like, you, you're just going to have to... You're gonna, have to hope that he cares about you know heritage and all this shit and yeah. whatever. So then he'd go Man United. But if he's if he it, when it, if it comes to like bettering his career and uh, you know actually winning multiple things, he's just gonna go City. Mm. You're a good salesman, you know, because I don't think there's any reason why I should go to United. But you kind of had me convinced that maybe maybe there's a reason why. But I don't know, Ellis. What are you saying? Kane, obviously, you're you're objective. Unlike um, the Moog a lot. Do you think that going to United? Is a good move, and do you think he should leave Spurs? Um, I think he should leave Spurs to better his career. Mm. Um, done what he, he's done, what he can at Spurs. He's got them. Well, he didn't get them uh, by himself to the Champions League final, but he's got to the final for the Champions League um, as far as they can go in the league. Um, you can see that the team is, is slowly declining, so I think it's, a, it's time for him to move. I think United should have got him instead of Lukaku. Yeah, two seasons ago. But obviously, that was. That was Ellis, obviously Firmino yeah. isn't really banging like that. So, I'm uh, like, Firmino doesn't really bang goals like that. Um, I'll have I'll have Kane. I, if the money, if we had the money, 
Yeah, I'm having Kane fan because I feel that he can he can do that role and bang goals at the same time. He's under I think he's underrated as a player in terms of outside of his score going his goal scoring ability as a footballer himself. He's a top 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 talent. Um, I think it's time for him to move. Um, I think if United want to try and push and cement themselves in that top four now, they should really throw the bag at Kane. They should have thrown the bag at Kane. It's an yeah. obvious move. Don't know why they did, but I agree with Stem, man. If Maybe if Man City lose a great role, that's definitely a shame. But then they got Jesus. What do they, what do they want to do yeah. with Jesus? But, you know, I, I don't know hmm. how I don't look. I don't know how long Kane is on Kane's contract. But like I said earlier, like whenever like Kane got linked to United, I would I'd always say like, yo, Kane should stay at Spurs. But that's because obviously number one, there was our upward trajectory, and number two, I don't want to. I don't really want to see good players at United like that in it. So um, at this point, I agree, man. I think he should dust. And I, I think he should leave the Premier League, man, because when it comes down to it, I think that Madrid, obviously you've seen Bal go there, he's seen Modric go there. It's one of them things that I feel like he should just try it there, man. But let's move on to the next one. Right. Go on. So I was just going to say, yeah, the only thing as well is Man United hate dealing with Daniel Levy. So that's a big thing. That's actually a massive thing. So they potentially may have looked at Kane and I'm sure they definitely did because they're not stupid. Mm. Um, but the, the the actual thought of dealing with Levy was 100% a put off because, you know, there's players that we wanted in the past. I think Modric, and I can't remember who else. There was some, I think it might have been Modric. I can't remember. And United's Modric like, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, no, nah, we're, we're not dealing with TV. We're not doing it. Yeah. They literally said they're not doing it. Like, yeah. forget it. Like, they'd rather those players go. So, again, I don't know if it's the same thing now. And the fact that Spurs have a new stadium, yeah. you know the price on Kane is going to be new. Like, yeah. it's a, the whatever, whatever, I don't know what it's going to cost because I know two years ago they were telling um, Madrid 150 M's. So, God knows, like, if it's gone down or what they feel. Now they've got a new stadium. Yeah, so that, that bit's going to be difficult as well. Yeah, and it, and it depends on this contract situation. But I know, like, what you said as well. Because, um, obviously, United used to take Carrick and them. But then they just got to the point where they said no. Like, fuck it. Do you know what you've had enough? Like, he, he said no. He said that. I think at a certain point, he was just like, if we're going to sell our big players, we're going to sell them out of the country. So, it might just be a thing with Madrid. But, obviously, another player um, that is kind of dear to a couple of play- um, people on the podcast, Pogba, is linked with leaving. Now, I know, Ayo, that's your boy. I know, obviously, for United's future, you want him to stay, but if you're Pogba, and I probably know what you're going to say, but I'm saying, if you're Pogba, do you go to Spain or do you stay at United? If you're Pogba, you get your ass out of there ASAP, man. ASAP. Um, I feel like too much has gone on in terms of just his reputation. is in a mud. Um, a lot of it is for, um, for no fault of his own, really and truly. Um, United, there's no. I'm not too sure if you can have much faith in United going in an upward trajectory because you've had seven years of post Alex Ferguson data to suggest otherwise. Um, do you really fancy um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to complete with Klopp and Pep in the, in the Premier League? I'm not too sure about that. So, unless United are talking about potentially getting Poch and mm. letting Pogba know we're going to get Sancho, we're going to get all these other players and then give you a fat bumper contract, I will try to move to Real Madrid or another top club, that Bast burner. But I won't do it in a way where if it doesn't bang, it's techie for me back home. Like, mm-hmm. I'll try, do you know what I mean? So, 
because these clubs, it doesn't seem like Pogba has much of a market if you're going to read anything you read in the papers. So, no. try a scram, but but with um, but with consent, if that makes sense. Like you got to do it, you got to do it gently. Yeah, and I feel like that's what he's trying to do. So like, even I saw a video of Lingard kind of showing Pogba, and you know they're doing that kind of stay home thing, and Pogba is saying stay home, and he's looking forward to next season. But it's like, who remembers that Sol Campbell video when they asked him, "Are you staying?" And yeah, that <laughs> he had that cheeky grin. <laughs> That video's jokes, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw that same grin on Pogba's face, like, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to next season and shit. And I'm like, this guy is off quick. Um, what about... What, the what, only thing, go on. The, the only thing regarding that, yeah, is Man United, from, like, they, they're not like... They're not like, like, like them, man, in it. So, like, if we say no, because he's been wanting to scram for two years, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, if we say no, so no, like, unless it's the money that we want. So, we'll just put whatever figure we want, we're going to get. Like, United are not getting, like, small boy because we don't really care about the peace. You've seen the way how we've just rubbish, like, our, tra- our, our, our selling policy has been rubbish. We've been getting certain men on contracts, mad contracts, and it's letting them go five mil all over the place. Five mil, eight mil, have that, hold that, whatever. You don't want to but continue now, that, sir. You don't want to continue that. And like, when it that's comes what I'm saying, to- but now we've changed that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's yeah. hence why we we, we, we've, we started that when we said no with Pogba. And then we, with Inter Milan, it took them so long to get Lukaku. You know what I mean? Because mm. we wanted the same amount of money we paid for him, mm. which we got. Um, and then even in regards to Smalling, so in regards to Smalling, two, three years ago, that would have been a quick 12 million, 10 million job. Mm. Now we're be, now we're, we're seeing in the papers 20, 25 million. So they've definitely changed that. So that's why Pogba ain't going nowhere unless the money that United want is, is, is in their account. Simple as that. And then Pogba stays, he's got one year left, am I right? Two. So he's got one year plus an extension. That's why, do you know what, before I was shook, but he's got one year plus an extension. No wonder he has to play nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You've got one year plus an extension, so you have to, you've practically got two years left at United. That will take you to, that will will take him to 29. So no one, they may not want you at that age. Yeah. All right, fair play. Ellis, what are you saying about Pogba? Obviously, objective opinion. Um, what are you saying? Uh, if I, I, I agree with Ayo, man. He needs, to, he needs to duck out, man. Yeah. He needs to duck out, man. He's, these people over here are just using him for some yeah. any scallywag, bro. He's not no any scallywag, bro. But don't you want him to yeah. get his respect in the Premier League? There's a bit of me that's still to this day, uh, man. Yeah, 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 I agree with you, Daniel. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Daniel. I, I, I feel like he'll... Sorry, Juan, let's go. Like, I hear what you're saying, but at the end of the day, fam, he, he has, like... I think last season he was on top of the charts for doing everything. Mm. Fam, what else do you want a man to do? A yeah, man right. is doing everything. Yeah, right. He's playmaking, he's holding, he's assisting, he's scoring goals, he's taking corners, taking throw-ins, fam. But yet still, <laughs> um, next next Nikon <laughs> group, like as soon as he's saying that he's not doing enough. Fam, duck out, bro. Let them know, let them know it's that. It's true, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Let them know that I'm doing my thing. My main team of the year, a man will make a noise like Man led United in virtually every metrics, like <laughs> in on, man. tackles, yeah. interceptions, passes, dribbles complete, goals, assists, chances created. Like a man was talking like he wasn't doing it. And, and man, it's like, true. What I say. And man, like Sebi was still on his back, right? 
Same with the bunch of content, don't listen to it, man. Uh, no, me, I'm just, I'm, again, as I always say, I'm on the side of the creators, man, so whatever, whatever gets it, people talking, that's what I'm on. Like, you need, you need people like me on the pod, like, the, the, the different, the different view in it, so okay. that's, that's what I'm on, really. All right, cool. All right, so from Pogba to obviously, maybe his replacement, Madison, obviously he's had a good season at Leicester and he's going to be probably targeted by a lot of big clubs. Um, but Leicester are doing a good thing. They've got a good manager. They're on the upward that, um, trajectory. So do you feel like stick or twist that he should stay or he should roll? Um, we'll go with Ellis first. Uh, I think he should stay for another season, man. I think he should stay for another season. Yeah. Um, get more, get more, play with more pressure because when you, once you leave Leicester to go to a bigger team, like let's say he goes to like a Man United mm. fan, the money he's going to leave from Leicester to Man United, he's going to be seen as the second coming, the Messiah. And say that Pogba leaves, he's going to be put on a mantle of, all right, you're here to replace Pogba. Yeah, but you know what? They're going to be on his side. The pundits and all of those people that crucified Pogba, they're going to be on his they side. Will. They will. They will. That is true. Obviously, we don't have to say why because we know why. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for me personally, I will say, do one more year with um, Brenda Rogers. Brendan Rodgers is very good at developing players. Um, I, I don't know how old he is now. I don't think he's more than 23. 25. He's 23. Yeah, 23. <laughs> so he's still got a couple more seasons with him at Leicester. I, me personally, I will say stay at Leicester for one year, see where they're going. Then once, once you want to expand your wings from, might as well move. And, and would you take him at Liverpool? Yeah, man. Top player. Definitely. Okay. All right. Um, Ayo, Madison, what are you saying from his point of view? What do you do? Do you stay at Leicester, a team that's doing well, good manager, third in the league, outperforming it, or do you take the risk and go to your boy, allegedly your boyhood club in United? Hey, Todd, man, see you on the flip side. I am out of here, bro. Serious? Like, yeah. Like, I feel people take all these big moves for granted too much. Like, that is guaranteed. Like, things change, man. If United, if United clearly are in a need for that type of player. Mm. So, if, if it's not Madison, it could be somebody else. And if that other person bangs, then why would they come back and get Madison again? Like, so it just depends. You think, like nothing, nothing is, um, nothing is, um, is what's it called? Um, is written in stone. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I try to get Harry Maguire one year. They came up to get him next year. That- this episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Um, same thing, um, what I try and with Sancho, we'll see if they get Sancho. So it could... Um, what Ellis uh, mentioned does sound quite feasible, but um, I don't know. I feel like if you if you back yourself, then then make the move. So, so you don't think it's a, like a even a a difficult choice? You think nice, nah, it's, it's straight. Go go to United. No, it's, it's not a difficult choice. Like United are such a much bigger prospect than being at at Leicester. It's, it's night and day. It's like you, first of all, your brand as a person mm. literally gets catapulted astronomically. Like you're on TV. 10, 15 more times than you are now. You're playing at a higher level. You have a lot of high expectations. Even for stuff like England, like, of mm. course, I'm sure he wants to make the England team. Obviously, Euro's been postponed um, because of, of Coro Coro, but 
if he's playing week in, week in for Man United, he's almost going to be a shoo-in for the England team. Yeah. Whereas at Leicester, he's still looking on the outskirts as, as it stands up now. And also, you've got a lot of competition from the likes of Grealish, um, Ali, Barkley, uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Mount, all them type of players. So I think there's some positives to go. And this not just say for Man United, it's not just United specific, even if it's a Liverpool that comes in for him or mm. Chelsea. A lot of, okay, Arsenal, yeah, you don't really want to go there, them, them sides, but Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United, or a foreign top club, I think you should make that move. All right, Seb, what, you, what are you saying? And don't forget, before you come in, before you come in, before you come in quickly, don't forget, I don't know, I think maybe we can all agree, since Rodgers has come in, it's almost like he's done better, I think. Um Metric. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so you can ha- you can have to factor yeah. that in. He's making them a better player too. So potentially he could you know develop further with Rogers. So go on, Zeb. Yeah, he's he's still twenty three as well. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 So uh, in regards to him, um, again, I'm not like I'm I, like I, I I definitely need Ray him as a player, but I'm not his biggest fan. Like he's not somebody that. Oh, Madison, Madison, like, yeah, you know I mean, like, um, mm. it's not the end of the world. And if we don't get him, or if we don't, for him, I feel like it's a sick move for him. Like, it makes sense, um, you know. And this is why, kind of, um, the United transfer strategy has changed to like English talent because to English players, being at Manchester United is literally everything. Mm. It's like going to Liverpool. Like it's literally everything. Do you know what I mean? It's like our oh, heritage. Do you know what I mean? So they still respect that. Yeah. So for, I, I feel like if he goes to Man United, you know, as um, as Dissy said in regards to him as himself, his, his profile it goes up tenfold. Do you know what I mean? And obviously wages, whatever, goes up tenfold. But in, you know, people saying that you know maybe stay an extra year. United are moving bougie these days, you know. So United are like, cool, like they will come for you, and they'll be like, all right, cool, like, um, yeah, yeah, cool, fifty m's. Your club says no. Like, do you see what Woodward said to um, the Bournemouth chairman? No, what do you say about Josh King? Oh my God, oh, he yeah. said, yeah, he he said, all right, cool. I'm bidding, I think it was like 20 million or whatever. I'm saying this bid for Josh King now. You've got 20 minutes to accept. If not, I'm going to grab somebody from China. That man thought it was banner. He went and got a Carlo. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. United, United, especially clubs smaller than us, I feel like they've kind of changed their way. Like, even uh, the Maguire thing. The Maguire thing took all summer because of different add-ons, different price. They want this money there. They want this money. Initially, they wanted 100 million. Then they wanted 90 million. Do you know what I mean? So, all, all, all of these things, like, keep changing. So, I just feel like if he doesn't go, especially in that attacking position or, you know, or in the midfield position, you know, I could go grab somebody else. So, yeah, definitely move this summer. Fair play. And uh, you, made, you made a good point about Obviously now Euro twenty it's Euro twenty twenty one, and um if he goes to United then he's probably got more of a shoe in for that attacking midfield spot. So I was going to bring in this in later, but we might as well talk about it now since we're talking about Madison. But obviously for that kind of spot now attacking midfield for England you got Grealish, you got Madison, you got Loftus, you got Barkley, you got Foden, you got Mount, um who probably shouldn't be mentioned, but currently Grealish and Madison they're leading the conversation on who should be the attacking midfielder for England. But obviously, that's because when you think about Barkley, Loftus, Foden, they're not reaching a pitch. So with this next new season, imagine all of them are playing, all right? 
what are you saying in terms of who do you feel like should be going? Or who do you feel like, number one, should be going for, from your personal preference? Like, who should be, like, at the top of the rank? But also, who do you think will be? And then other factors might come in. I, you can go first. Okay, I feel like if everybody's playing, so yeah. Kate's parents is like, if everybody's playing, I think the first person on that list should be Foden. And I think it's because of his style of play, like his ball retention and passing move is the best out of all the English players. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you can have him in more of the middle third because I think he'll be sick there, similar to how we've seen, or I'm not calling him Iniesta, but that similar style of play, Kovacic yeah, yeah. as well, is that be able to pop, dribble out of space, pop, give and go type of thing. I think that's so, so crucial when you're playing in international tournaments where you need a bit of quality to transition the ball from back to front. Um, I think next, if everybody's playing, yeah. I'll probably say Madison ahead of Ruben because I tr- I've seen a lot of Madison's become quite an established player mm. and a quite consistent performer. But I feel like with Ruben, from what I've seen of Ruben, it's like he takes too much liberties during games. But if Ruben actually takes a step up in terms of his intensity mm. um, and actually plays how you can see him play, then I think Ruben will be top of the list so, because he's a Rolls Royce. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, right, do you know like how right now everyone's Grealish and Madison? I'm saying with all yeah. of them playing, who do you think like the the footballing public will say, right, this is the best out of all of them. I think if all of them play in our speak, they'll say Foden and Madison. Okay. Because I think Ruben will show a lot of inconsistency in his performances, although his quality will be telling. Yeah. Um, who I would take, I would take Ruben, Madison and Foden, without a shadow of a doubt. I believe two of the three should start, period. And I think Grealish is quite further down that list. Okay. Um, I think Mount should be absolutely nowhere near in the <laughs> squad. And that's not because he's a bad player. Yeah. I think, unfortunately for him, there's, there's mad ballers. Yeah. And if Barkley, could, if Barkley could be anywhere near back to Tiger, Tiger, Barkley, then he has a shot to be in the squad. But I think um, Barkley, Ox, uh, Mount and Grealish, I think Mount probably doesn't deserve to be in that class, but I think mm. Barkley, Ox, uh, Barkley, Ox and Mount, I mean, Barkley, Ox and Grealish are like the second tier. Um, mm. Maybe Deli Ali. Uh, Mount and then Lingard in the third tier and I think the first tier is Madison Ruben and Foden that's even mad I even forgot that's... about Ali and Ox and all of them Sebi Chamin yeah Ling- Lingard yeah Lingard's done out here yeah for me uh, for me um, yeah like in regards to um, Euros and that I def- I, I like uh, this is tier, but I put Ox in the first tier. I really, really like Ox. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's just a personal favorite of mine. So, somebody that I've liked at Arsenal for a lot. In regards to how dy- dynamic he is, I think he's better than all of them. Like in regards to like how dynamic he is, really? taking on players, okay. um, being press resistant. What the rest have on him is maybe more like technical ability and creating. Um, creating chances and stuff like that but other than that mate Ox is unreal like for me anyway like when he's in his motion pro- unstoppable like just goes past players with ease like it's, it's, it's really true. really nice he, to see he does, he, he does provide another dynamic that the other players yeah. don't have maybe Ruben does has Ruben, yeah Ruben has it Ruben has it, but They're Ruben has it as soon as the ball comes to him, yeah. and yeah. then it takes a bit. It takes a, 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 a longer for him to get into his stride. Yeah. Ox is just—he's got the ball and he's gone. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, He's got the ball, yeah. gone past a player, and 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 then his shooting technique is unreal as well. So like, um, yeah, for me, I'd definitely is. put an Ox there in the first in in the first tier. Okay. Like, I I definitely prefer more to I prefer him, um better to all of them to be honest. Mm. But I just feel like again in regards to creating chances, the little bit of magic. I think they they have that um, over him, but he has the PMP aspect over them. But you know what? Like you said, that his shooting technique is good, but he doesn't. He doesn't bang that many goals for. Doesn't doesn't bang that many goals, but they're always so, close. Do you know, it's weird yeah, that I he know, don't. But... Hit, like in regards to uh, scoring, yeah, he don't bang that many goals. But um, I know, like his shooting technique is just unreal. Um, mm-hmm. He definitely just needs to um, maybe. You know, I don't even know. It's but not even more of a practice yeah. thing. I just feel like he definitely burns. Cause I've seen like a, I remember seeing a, a video of Ox back in the days. I think it might have been like twenty shots, I left remember. foot, right foot, just wrapping them. I saw it, yeah. So, yeah. And do you know what? To be fair, this question we're saying if everyone's playing, so we can add Ox to it, and maybe because don't forget he hasn't really been playing regularly in the middle. So potentially in the middle he scores more goals. But I think one thing Ellis will come on to you because obviously Ox. In fact, Ox is your player, so. What, what are you saying? All of those players we mentioned, add in the alleys, add in the oxes, Grealish, Madison, Barkley, Loftus, etc. Who do you think the um, country would rate the most if they're all playing? If they're all playing, I, I personally think the country would probably rate uh, your Madisons, Grealish, your oxes. For some funny reason, they still got a lot of stock in Daily Alley. Um, obviously, like we know, goals goals are the most paramount thing when it comes to um, obviously the foot match for us. Mm. So I think they'll, you know what I mean, they'll probably still stick it on Ali, um, Ox, uh, Grealish and Madison are the, the two in things at the moment. And, and Foden because I, I like Foden. Everything um, this you said about Foden, I, I agree, man. I think, he, I think he's something different. Mm. And, um, England have this thing of taking someone who's a bit different. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they say, oh yeah, just come on board. Um, Rupert Loftus is cheap. He hasn't played for a little while. I still think, probably if, he, if, this, if, it was, if we're talking this time next year, yeah. I think he's still getting into his game, getting his groove back. It's going to take him a, f- a few months to catch that up. Um, Mount, Mount is good. Again, I think he's in that lower tier, but he does get goals as well. Ross Barkley blows hot and cold. I think his time has passed him a little bit. He's he was picking up last few months, if I'm right, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He started to play well. Um, with with Ox, with Ox, he it's funny because the last game I think we played against Atletico Madrid, yeah. that was his probably his best game for like since the comeback from injury, and he was doing the things that we know he can do, running at players, too powerful, crossing the ball quickly, passing was very crisp. And I think he's a player that can give England something different from that midfield. Obviously, coming from deep, like that said, he said. So I, th- I think those four or four, five players, Madison, um, Grealish, up. Yeah, yeah. That's, Ali, Fogg. that's a wrap of the five players. But for, okay, from your perspective of all of those players, who would you think England would do the best? If like, if we're talking about England needs an attacking playmaker, who would you pick from that lot? Uh, if England. I want to go out on a limb here of Grealish, fam. What? I think Grealish is different, man. Mm. I, th- I think it's different. I think he's a player that he can do something like enough. He scored a goal against, I think, Brighton away. And the ball's come over to him. It's like a left foot volley. Mm. I just think it's a bit eccentric. It's a bit different 
to the other players. He, he's someone that can that wants to carry the Bro, team on his know back. What? Obviously, he he even walks different. Do you know, like that confidence. He's got that. Yeah, co- yeah he's got. That what I'm co- saying. Yeah, he's, yeah, got, yeah. he's got that. Like he's got that a bit of a like aura about him. Like, listen, yeah. I'm the man here. Give me the ball. Let me do it. And I think England kind of lack that kind of player. They haven't had it since. Dare I say someone like Wilshere? Because Wilshere was like that when Wilshere was. Balling, he had that bit of an aura about him, like, yo, just give him the ball, let me let me show you what I can do. So, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of Grealish, and I think the English public will probably take to Grealish the just because of that. Do, do you know what? For what you said about goals, I think, I've always said this, England love, like, midfielders that score goals. So, I feel like whoever's... <laughs> yeah, I think whoever's scoring the most goals is probably who they're going to rate the most. I think... Yep. I think Loftus has a, a, a high goal kind of um, thing. I think Foden does. I think Foden can score mad goals and I think, yeah, Grealish and Madison, they're, they're in there too. So, but I, I think I agree with, I think I agree with I, you know, I think Foden, if he's playing regularly, like, I saw Madison, I don't know if you guys saw the under-21 tournament, I saw Madison play with Foden and I think Foden started on the bench, then he came on and he outclassed him. So I think, I think Foden's a different level. Yeah, because Foden's a better player. Yeah, 100%. Like, he just hasn't he just hasn't got the accolades and yeah. the status yet. But he's a better I think he's a better footballer. I think I think it's night and day between Foden. I think if everybody's at the peak of their powers, mm. I think Foden and Ruben are the best. It's just that they should to play more. Do you and know? Then hopefully, hopefully we'll see um see them go for stretch this what year. What about Tiger Tiger? At peak, if you're talking about at peak, though. If you're talking about at peak, bro. If you're talking about at peak, because you said at peak. I like. Yeah, but but I don't know if Tiger still got that Tiger in him. Bruv, like, this look. If, just, it's, if it's Everton one, if it's Everton, not Barclay. even Everton, not even Everton. Don't forget, people talk about England Barkley. People talk about preseason Barkley, and just recently you've seen it. Like. <laughs> and there's bare Barkleys. You know, <laughs> it's true, you know. By Bruv. Um, but yeah, we was talking about Mount, and I think the good thing about for this conversation with Mount is Mount for Chelsea has been kind of placed as our playmaker, and I think. Earlier on in the week, we saw like a video of Raquel May and he'd done a dirty nutmeg where he didn't even touch the ball and he just made someone look silly for no reason. And it kind of got a lot of us thinking, fuck, what happened to the old school playmaker? And in this day of like seeing people like Mount who's there for pressing and the hard working, I thought we could talk about playmakers um, because again, today I saw another video with Cristiano playmaking. And for me, a playmaker isn't just someone that's, you know, assisting and doing the final pass. But it's actually someone that I was listening to the last pod and you was talking about Pogba Ayo, about how he elevates the rest of the squad and he makes everyone play better. So I thought, let's talk about playmakers in terms of who do you think today, obviously I'll just talk about Pogba, but who do you think in today's game has that kind of real playmaker ability, if you agree with me what a playmaker is? Seb. Oh, you talking about um, in regards to a playmaker right now today? Yeah, today. Mm. Mm. It's weird, man. It's 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 weird one, man, because I feel like that the playmaker role has fused with the number eight. If you know what I mean, like yeah. I don't really feel like, um, as you were saying, there's like the out and out playmakers. But do you know what? I see, like, Mount in the old-school format. Like, I don't feel like he... Like, for me, when when I see him play for Chelsea, he, his thing is, like, very, very 
like final thirdish. Like he, I don't really see him do too much other than inside the final third. But I feel like inside the final third, he's quite good and he's always looking to to score a goal. But um, I don't know, man. It's it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a weird one, man. It's a bit of a weird one. That that position kind of seems obsolete to me right now. But um, so if if I ask you this question, would you see Hazard as a playmaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Chelsea, at times, like at Chelsea, at okay, times. And, um, and so, what made him a playmaker at Chelsea? Because I just kind of want to get from you what because because it, because of the he wasn't rigid. He he had he Hazard, especially when he played against Man United, mm. he had a free role. And um, I think more so like the free role and not being rigid um, is probably what contributes to that because. We saw, even with Chelsea, they were the first team, well, sorry, I'm not going to say the first team, but probably the best team at it when they played three playmakers behind the striker, when they did the 4 one with Oscar Matar and can't remember who else. But that was unreal. Oh, yeah, that for me, that was, all three were playmakers. Oh. Do you know what I mean? All three were playmakers. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a difficult one. It just depends on the formation and the team. Um, but, in regards to like the number ten, which is what I think um, the Raquel May tweet was uh, alluding to, that is obsolete. I don't think that exists anymore because um, because of the tempo of the game, uh, it's more of a team game. You mm. can't have any passengers. You can't have somebody that just wants to work in a final third. Do you know what I mean like you have to do a bit more? You got to um, you know a bit, a bit more defending. That's why I say it's kind of the number ten role is kind of fused with the number eight. Like it doesn't really exist like I anymore. I hear you, but in terms of so like I for you a playmaker. Obviously, you see Pogba as a playmaker. I'm right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feed in the streets. Um, I see a I see a playmaker as somebody who's the orchestrator of your attack. So I don't. Um, similar to you, just because you do a cut back into the box, I don't see you as a playmaker. You just yeah. played. You you made a final ball. So in terms of playmakers today, I will say. In the Prem, I'll say Pogba, yeah. I'll say Ozil, I'll say David Silva, but obviously David Silva and Ozil, they're both kind of done yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Gundogan, playmaker. Um, trying to think of all the other top so you, so you wouldn't see the, the English mm. players that we just talk, talked about, any of them, as playmakers? I'll, I'll see, I'll see mm, Foden, yes. I can see Foden as a playmaker. Um, I need to see more of his game, though, because... A lot of his game, I see just passing one two. I thought like if he had more responsibility to the team, maybe he can be that type of player. But I don't want to put that uh, assumption on him. Yeah. Madison, Madison, this season under Rodgers, I think that's another um, part of his game that's developed. Like he's actually now very good in the middle third, yeah. so he's quite heavily involved in his team's build-up play and orchestrating of the attacks. Um, I don't see too many other players in the Premier League in did, that did in you, that regards. Did you think maybe Sabayas? I'm not too sure about yeah. him. A bit yeah. of a funny guy that you. Did, did you see his? Did you see his as a playmaker? <sighs> yes, yes and no. Okay, yes and no. Okay, explain it. It. It, kind of, it. it kind of depends on. It depends on what mood Hazard's in, isn't it? Mm. Like, <laughs> some days Hazard will just play as an out and out winger and just stay on the touchline and just have your have the right back and the right um and the right side of centre centre midfield that's trying to cover and the right winger that's trying to cover I just pile more three of them into Smith Greens. And other times when maybe it's depending on the manager that um that's that um has us on as well. He's floating around, he's knocking the ball around, picking the ball up, and he's really I think he's he's on the salary 
Um, he was pretty much of a one-man team. Mm. So I think that season he was more of a playmaker. Um, and I see um, Isco like that. Isco like that as well. Thiago as well. Those are some of the players. Ferrati as well. Yeah. Cruz as well. I see those type of players as playmakers. They ain't that many. I don't see De Bruyne as a playmaker at all. Why not then? Uh, why not? Why, why doesn't De Bruyne qualify? All he does is just spam crosses, bro. Like, he's just spamming crosses into the box, man. Man's had about 12,000 Premier League crosses in that like, five seasons, bro. Like, he's just spamming crosses. Okay, all right. No, just yeah, okay. Because that's reductionism, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm taking yeah, this. Yeah. But um, just aside, um, I don't. If you watch City play and Belgium, he doesn't really orchestrate their attacks. He's a, he's a, he's a crucial cog in their attack. So maybe that's maybe more due to the way Pep's system. Well, to be fair, Pep kind of has um, um, Gundogan and, and Silva as a temper setter. But Kevin De Bruyne is just really kind of like the spark plug. So he occupies spaces high up the pitch and he's the one with the amazing final ball. So I want to see him as a playmaker because when he plays for Belgium and he's in the middle third, he's still a good player, but he's nowhere near the same player as when he's got more access to get further off the pitch. And so mm-hmm. he's not as good in that um, orchestrating role as he is in that final third-type position, in my opinion. That's mad. And um, Ellis, what are you saying? So, obviously, for your team, because Firmino isn't supposed to be in there to score goals, so a lot of people kind of have him as the playmaker. So, <laughs> like... Yeah. So, so would yeah, you... Say, no, no, no. <laughs> so, do you see Firmino yeah, as, yeah, I know, I know. as the answer to... as your answer to Raquel, mate? Yeah. Yeah, you need to fight him. You need to fight him. Uh, I, I want to... I want to admit it. <laughs> He's good at it. <laughs> now, um, in another life, I think that he would be that type of player, that um, ingenuity in the final third, like your Raquel, mate. Mm. Um, I think Pep and Klopp have kind of like, in the, in, the, in the last few years, have messed up like the playmaker thing because they've just got machine teams who just run, press you, and spam crosses. So like, like this you were saying, the Ozils and the... Um, David Silvers are starting to die out a little bit. Now you've just got two number eights who are workaholics and then and number six who just screens. But are um, you are you playing it down, especially for City, when they're not just two, like players that run around, right? They're, they're players with quality too. And, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. Like when David Silva was in his pump, like from 2010 to the, for the, the five years on, he was the directive. He'd give him the ball and he's pointing, you go there, he go there, and he's doing, he's doing that playmaker role, like he's orchestrating the attacks, he's he's organising them in field. That's that's for me a playmaker. So like someone like David Silva, he was that last of that breed and that, and even Ozil, they're that last of that breed. Um nowadays I'm not too sure that the the ones coming up I'm not I can't really see many no, I see it. So so wait, let me ask this. Do you guys think that Sancho is a playmaker? And that's open. No. Nah, nah. I, I really, I really, really feel this playmaker thing is um, kind of getting confused because mm. again, yeah. like the for me the playmaker uh, word that was always associated with the number ten. Okay. Um, I just don't feel that that position exists anymore. Like you can be a, a player that's good at making, but yeah, it doesn't make you a playmaker. Like It just makes I, you I, a good creative player. Sancho starts on the right, comes in, assists, whatever. Yeah, that's great. I don't think he's a playmaker. He's so just then, a winger. Okay, okay, so a winger then, that's really, really creative. All right, but then, so Ronaldinho didn't play number 10. He played on the wing, right? But he was a wide playmaker, no? Played everywhere, though, man. I know, but... Yeah, like, he played to, everywhere. 
It's like Sancho does Ronaldinho doesn't... played number like he didn't play number on question the wing, mark the wing per se. Yeah. But so like did Sancho... I mean so Go on. With Ronaldinho, because he was elusive, you want to put him I think they just put him on that left hand side. But when you watch him you can see like the 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 main mantra of the thing is get the ball to him and listen to what he says with that ball. So therefore you can see that that he was just the playmaker of that team and everything good attacking wise was coming from him. All right, so, so I think I, 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 this episode is sponsored by Schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. I think, um, regarding Daniel's point about the plan, mm. I think it's, no, I might have been, I don't know which one of you said about how uh, football's changed. I think because of how football is now getting quite intense in terms of automation and athletic ability, players who are very imaginative with a lot of flair um, teams kind of opt against them because they see that if I have this player in the team, I'm going to have to carry this player in the defensive phase. So now, now you've seen teams kind of turn off against the likes of Ozil. Or you see just mad people, um, they tend to support this team from up north there. I think they're currently first place in the league as well to get voided. All these players are really talented. They were like, oh, they can't play they can't play because they don't fit Klopp's system. Mm. Like, Ronaldinho couldn't play for <laughs> Klopp because he doesn't work hard enough. Like, mm. oh, Messi, I'm not sure if we'll get in because, you know what I mean? Like, Firmino works so hard, he does four tackles. Like, that type of stuff is killing flair out of football. Where, like, man, I'm rating guys like Thomas Muller and that. It's, it's just scary. Like, and Jose Mourinho was one of the first people to do this when he was, when he was promoting man like Oscar. Just, just running around on the, on the yeah, 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 yeah. When so, when Sebi was saying like Mazakar as and he, you thought all of them were playmakers. Oscar, Oscar's nothing like a playmaker. And I, you know what yeah. it is? Like because he came from Brazil and because he started at Sao Paulo and because obviously Kaka started there too. And everyone was like, next Kaka. Like he's an ordinary. Trust me. Like don't forget, we told you. With, <laughs> we told you with thank you for Matic. Like you guys just see the preview. We've seen the fucking full film. Do you know what I mean? Oscar was it. Yeah, well, Oscar was No, nah, but see with Oscar, yeah, Oscar, it wasn't the personnel, it was where he played at the time where it was free flowing. So he had the free, but it was all free flowing. Yeah, it was yeah. unreal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it was really attacking. So that's why I class all at that time, all three were playmakers. I'm not saying Oscar as an individual is a playmaker. Uh, it was just that formation yeah, where yeah, yeah. you had three I behind see, the striker. I see. You had three yeah. behind all three are the playmakers. I see. And I, I can I get from from your perspective, you see playmaker maker as basically the number ten. Whoever's playing that position, you see it as more as a position. Where, facts, yeah, it, or, yeah. Or, or facts, or what I see um, Pep has done recently is that he'll play the full striker who is the playmaker. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like what Klopp does with Firmino, yeah. that's the playmaker in their team. Whereas he effectively is a number 10, so effectively he drops into that half space in between the defenders and the midfielders and gets things popping. So he's played a uh, Klopp, um, Peppers played that with Sterling. He's done that to us twice, and he's battered us. Do you know what I mean? When he's done that to us twice, but I don't like the idea. Of, had... I don't like the idea of him and Sterling and playmaker in the same 
in the same kind of well it's just the formation I mean? that's okay. sterling is just obviously just an example okay. but i'm just saying in regards to the formation these days more time you've seen play uh, you've seen the teams do it with the four uh the force nine where the number nine isn't really uh there for the goals he's there to kind of link up yeah. play kind of yeah playmate uh, oh. uh, you know effectively my my favorite playmaker right now is neymar i think i think he's incredible and obviously when that's i say that's a goat. Bro. Yeah, yeah. That's I, a goat, fam. And when I say when I say playmaker, I'm not talking about as you understand it, Sebi, but just in terms of because obviously you've got deep line playmaker too, so you don't have to be for me in that number ten position. But just the way, like I was saying in the last pod, when he's playing, when I've watched PSG without Neymar, it's a hard watch. Even with Starboy there, it's still a hard watch. But when Neymar's playing, he elevates. There's like he sprinkles Stardust on it, like but. But yeah, let's let's move on to the next bit, and that's a little bit about obviously um, looking forward to next season. Um, seeing like I think we've talked about it before about how Leicester they won the league, had all of their players robbed from them, and then their rebuild has put them in a position in without within like two or three years where they're they're in a good position to um, basically they've kind of um, accelerated real quick. So in terms of Arsenal. Chelsea, even City, but United too, we're in catch-up for Liverpool. And um, I'm talking about strategies in terms of transfer window, what type of strategies each club should kind of employ to try to catch Liverpool. So I thought we'll talk... Listen, rather than talking about each club first, Seb, you was talking about how you think clubs like Arsenal should look at a championship, right? Yeah, that's correct. Do you want to elaborate on it? Yeah, so in regards to us, I just feel like it's it's just kind of like economics now. Like the the Prem has so much money in it where it's kind of like you can't go to the smaller clubs, even the clubs in the bottom three, and expect to take their 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 best player on a cut price. Because one, you're gonna have the competition which is gonna drive the price up. Two, the players um the teams effectively don't need to sell because they have all the T V money and you get clubs in the in the bottom half of the Prem that can still spend fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty million on transfers. Like you've got Everton, remember one time they spent a hundred million in in a season even though they wasted it. But do you know what I mean? So the money in the Prem is so much you are not gonna find and the deals, you're always going to find the secondary players where the smaller clubs have bought the players from the championship and then have sold it on to you for a extreme price. And when you look back at the Prem and you look at the top sides and you just look through the, uh, through the Prem, you look at the players that have made the jump up. You know, you go to Liverpool, you look at players like um, Robertson, you know who's made the jump up, or you got you got players like, or, or you even go and look at some of the players like Widge, who were playing at lower 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 class sides in the Prem. Mm. So you know you see the jump up between um, you know a lower class side and uh, an elite Prem side, and then you go at you go and look at players in like Wolves. Although Wolves is kind of like a cheat code because they were all loaned from somewhere, yeah. but you know players like Nevers that you know I really want Madison, Ali's made the jump. This you know, there's so many players that have made the jump um, 
from being in the championship to 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 the prem and they don't look out of place so for us uh you know like so for teams that may united which need multiple positions i'm not too sure around now probably we may, may might need about four positions left but teams like arsenal who need like a, a massive rebuild go to the championship and do what Leicester are doing because effectively Leicester are better than you now yeah mm. so Leicester are better than you now from using that tactic go to the championship go and see the quality players there bring them in and even if you do so in three four years time you've got you know you've made profit because Arsenal are not you know when it comes to finances they're not you know you know they're broke boys isn't it let's, let's keep it real so um you've you've got players you can sell on and that can be your your strategy going forward you go get three four players from the championship even three players uh from the championship um two three years they get you into uh the top four or whatever you want to challenge sell them on and you know kind of recycle like that um so- and players for the championship are going to want to come Arsenal do you yeah, know what I mean even yeah. if a, even if a Leicester or whatever are bidding they're going to want to come to Arsenal instead and so do you think this is specific for Arsenal or are you saying United to Chelsea yeah I think but I think I think Manchester United I feel like Manchester United definitely are in this. I feel like any top player that need that any top sorry any top teams that need multiple positions um need to go and look at the championship because the quality is there. Right. You know, the I'm gonna push yeah, you so if you need four five positions, you need to go and go to the championship, in my opinion. Do you watch do you watch the championship? Yeah, sometimes. Alright, so, like, so I watch the play I watch the team I watch the players that I like. Okay. I don't watch the championship. Fair enough. And then what players are you saying that people should be looking at? No no brainer. Is a no brainer. Kevin Phillips no brainer. Um, the Pereira guy, I haven't watched him, but everybody's saying he's really good. So I'm just taking everybody's words on it. But the three that I mentioned that I've watched, um, obviously Jude, which we're linked to, linked with, no brainer, 17, massive, massive scope for improvement. Um, but yeah, those are the players that I feel like, like Arsenal spent 72 million on on Pepe. You know, you're telling me you couldn't find a winger winger in the Championship that's that's better than Pepe. Like we, uh, last year, I whoa, really, whoa. really, really. <laughs> last year I really 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 I really really wanted uh, Jack Clark in it but Spurs bought him mm. and I'm pissed about that because when I used to mention Jack Clark people used to laugh I'm like listen this guy when it comes to a right winger out and out right winger is unreal like un- absolute unreal he's like an old fashioned right winger goes on the outside sick delivery sick crosses um, I think he had like an illness or whatever not too sure what happened with him but Spurs bought him anyway so Spurs bought him and loaned him back um, they've loaned him back to Leeds now, um, but unreal. Like when he comes into the prem, if he gets a playing time, obviously now it's a different manager, it's Jose. But absolutely, yeah, like way like ten times better than Daniel James, which was which confused me why why we went for Daniel. Well, actually, don't confuse me because it was a gig's recommendation, isn't it? Okay. But I'm saying there's players that can make uh, the jump up yeah. um, from the from the prem so, easy. So for you, from the championship easy. So for you, Daniel James was the right kind of idea, but the wrong execution. One hundred percent. Like I looked at DJ, and I know what he's for. So 
we needed a starting right winger. Mm. I would have taken Jack Clark to go and start for Man United um, last year. When I saw Daniel James, I already said he's an impact player. Mm. Like I, from I've, I watched him like last season as well because he scored like a sick goal, like where he ran from like the halfway line, which was all bobbly. But I just said, listen, <laughs> he's a impact player. Where mm. you get a Sancho in, it's seventy minutes. Same way how kind of that like, wall fling on like a Dama Traore or whatever. You bring him on um, when the other team's tired. It's going to make sense. Or when you need to break down the team and the team's wearing down a tire, bring on Daniel James. Like it's going to make sense and there's space in it. So from last season, I already said he shouldn't start for Man United. Obviously, we didn't get Sancho last season, so I was like, all right, cool. He's gonna start. Obviously, he's gonna get more 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 minutes than I expected. Wow. However, there's players that could have come in and started. Okay, so I you've just heard Seb say that like he 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 likes that strategy, even for United. What are you thinking about that strategy for United? Are you backing it? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, no, no, but if, if somebody's quality in the championship, then by, by, by all means, go get them. Because at one point, Madison was in the championship. Wendio, um, mm. which a um, couple of the men in our group are big fans of, was in the championship. Um, Robertson, I'm not sure if they got him while he was playing for Hull in a Prem or in the championship. So it, it doesn't matter to me. If a player's quality, it doesn't matter if he comes from a Dutch league. All that Farmers League stuff to me is rubbish. Mm. Is the guy a ball or not? Because Suarez once was playing Ajax. Yeah. So, and, and then he came to the Prem, slapped up, went to Spain, slapped up, slapped up in the World Cup, slapped up in, in Champions League. doesn't matter. So if the players of the profile that you want, um, to me, for me, go grab him. Um, the strategy I would use with Manchester United mm. is not do the thing where I believe I've always been anti this from clubs. It's like, okay, cool. We've got six positions that we really, really want to strengthen. Um, maybe two or three are priority, but the other two or three are still quite strong priorities as well. Let's try and find players within our budget to fit all six. By that metric, you, and then you're getting your second option, your third option. Mm. That doesn't make sense to me because you are getting players who you don't necessarily like, but you don't think he is the perfect fit for your team. And then you're going to end up trying to replace that player in two or three years a week if he doesn't pan out anyway. Yeah. So I would rather focus on getting top quality youth prospects and in your, and in your first team signings, make sure they are top quality. So for Manchester United personally, this summer, I'll spend all our P's on Partey and Sancho. Partey, Sancho, keep Pogba. I think in just those two signings I know and keeping Pogba, I think United go up so many gears as a team. And then maybe the next window, okay, cool. I believe Percy at the moment, left back's an issue for us. I also believe we may need another striker and I also definitely need another centre back. So maybe the next window, all right, cool, we're going to get a left back and a striker or centre back. But make sure these signs are high quality. I think Liverpool, one January window, they signed um, Virgil van Dijk. Mm. And then, the next, then in the summer, they Allison. went and grabbed Allison. Yeah. Allison. And those two signings, put a significant impact on their team because they already had Salah, they already had Mane, they already had um um what's that word for that guy who plays striker doesn't really score that keys are. So they already had a lot of the players, they already had Robertson. So yeah. they already had a, a core of their team. Oh yeah they also got Fabinho that summer as well. So they got Fabinho and Anderson in one summer and Van Dyke in the window before. So I don't think you have to go out and just have the absolute Well Madrid tried this they got Hazard, Berlan Mendy, Jovic and somebody else. Mariano and I think maybe another player every time oh, they had a great window how has it materialised they're still in the same position they're still desperate for that style quality they're still lusting after Pogba and Mbappe so that's mm. the type of 
um, strategy I've got to need for Manchester United because they have the money to do so. Yeah, and what you say is that's basically like the old school Real Madrid policy of like the Galacticos. Like, yeah. They, yeah. they spent their whole bag on just one player and then they went to go, they, they used their youth to supplement it. Um, and I was going to ask, I was going to ask you who do you see doing that strategy right now, but you've already said kind of you see Liverpool doing that right now. Um, Seb, yeah. what about your strategy? Is there anyone doing your strategy effectively right now, or do you feel like no one's doing that? Um, in regards to our strategy, it's more so just me looking at um, how the player, how certain players are doing um, that's come up from the championship. Yeah, yeah. So it's not more so a team doing it. So you can look at like. Uh, Leicester buying like one gem or like Delhi uh, or so say like Spurs. Spurs was doing that where they were, they bought a couple gems from lower leagues and stuff like that, and just seeing how they they pan out. For me, as as everybody said, it's, uh, as uh, Dizzy said, it's more so the profile in it. So I'm yeah. just looking at the profile. I don't think much people are doing it, but it's me just looking at a profile of player. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, this player will fit in. You've got like Kent, Kentmo. Yeah. Like, look at him. He's absolutely balling in mm. the in the Premier League. Like, you know, no but well, I didn't know him last season. But he's come up with Norwich and he looked amazing. Do you know what I mean? So again, these players are there. There's players that can make the uh transition seamlessly yeah. and they'll be cheap. And I don't feel like it's got to be a thing where you're supplementing players just to fit the budget in. Yes. I feel like it's more looking for the shrewd sign and getting yeah. a good deal. Yeah, getting a good deal because you're um, because you're going to the championship, and then in you you know players like in your positions where you know the star quality is needed, i.e., maybe your attacking positions and your midfield positions, then we already have the marquee we already have the marquee signings there. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is just supplement around it. That's why I say Man United are in a decent position where if you get a few players that you could just add around it, we've yeah. already got um talented players. Someone like players like teams like Arsenal, they need to throw the whole bag at championship and just gamble. Because, yeah, do you know what I mean? They ain't really got no no quality you know there, other than a I, I was thinking, I was thinking um, of who's doing that right now, and the fact that you said number one, um, Spurs, I, Spurs were interested in Jack Clark. Obviously, he was in the championship, they and they bought him. And then, yeah, they sort of bought him, but also they were they were hot on Grealish um, when yes. he was in the championship too. So like, it feels like they're doing it. Um, what would you say? So so, what would you say United strategy is now? United are trying to be more shrewd, but they're looking more like so they want English silence. So it's weird because they briefed all like for the last say since Oli come in last summer is uh we're gonna try English silence. And I know obviously I don't I don't I know why they're saying that. It's because they want a certain mentality in the club of players that wanna come and play for the team. Yeah, so they want to come and play for the team. It's the anti-pop There's not going to be no disruptions and they're going to run hard for the bench. Yeah. That's basically the, the base yeah, of yeah. that mentality. Yeah, obviously you need the quality. That's why they're looking at players like Grealish or Madison. Mm. So you've got to have to have the quality. However, I feel like um, United... Um, yeah, United are looking for... So they said they wanted to stay away from the marquee signings, but now we're linked with Sancho. But I don't know if they would have went and bought Sancho if he was foreign. I feel like it's because he happens to yeah. be English, he's good. We're going to throw the bag at him. But it, I think this might be the last time we throw the bag at a player. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
and it just happens it just happens that he's English. Yeah. Um so I just feel like they're trying to get the more shrewd undercover you, signing, you know but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a bit uh, no, weird. You know that's what? why I they think, keep briefing it. I think you're right. They're trying to get the best of, of English. So, like, that's yeah. why you're getting Jude. That's why you're <clears> trying to get Sancho. You want to get the best of the next generation of English. Um, Ellis, what are you saying about Liverpool? What what do you think their current strategy uh, is? And what do you... Obviously, there's a lot of teams that are going to try and catch you up. Let's say this does get voided, inshallah. Um... There's going to be a lot of teams. Go for big, go for big. There's going to be a lot of teams that are, are going to be playing catch up, and they're probably going to do well to kind of get. It. So, what do you need to do to kind of stay on top? Uh, I think Liverpool need to buy quality in the play in the areas that they need it. So, I think they they're trying to get another forward, so they want to try and look for a top quality there. But with Liverpool, um, they've been briefing their their reporters, and they're saying that. It's the same type of manager they're going to follow, um, undervalued talent, and they try and build it up. So with Seb's point, uh, I agree with both points with Isu and Seb. With Seb's point, if you do get players from the championship, you need a good coach to show them the way. Because like, you can get top players from the championship when they come to the, the Premier League, it's a big jump, and they can get lost in the water. Um, so with Liverpool, for instance, getting someone like Robertson, who had to sit on a bench for like three, four months, understand the way Liverpool play, then he can come in and play at that level. So I think that's what Liverpool do. So Liverpool, because Liverpool use a metric like uh, all stats and that. Yeah, man. And, um, that's what I think. You know what I'm saying? So, I was going to say, uh, that's what I think. I think I think the strategy that you should do is go data. Go data. Yeah. Forget all go of this. Data, go data. That, that's where it should be. Like, so quickly on Chelsea, yeah. Like, we've got Lampard, yeah. and, and look, I think people think I hate Lampard. I just, I don't agree with some things. And, like, I think mm-hmm. Lampard, yeah, he's of, the, he's of the idea that he has to have seen the player live before we buy him. Yeah. So, if you look at Chelsea, yeah. we bought Ziyech. We bought Ziyech. We played him in the Champions League. Uh, we're linked with Samare from Lille. Obviously, we played him in the Champions League. The new dude that we're apparently signing, Gabriel Defender, we played him in the Champions League against Lille. But what that what that is is such a narrow choice of players that you get from that. So like, if you go data, like I think Leicester and, and Liverpool are the best. They've made the most progression quickly because they've gone data. So yeah, my whole thing is like, if if you're talking about Liverpool and Leicester and you're looking at what's working right now, go data. Yeah, just go data because with data you can find the top ten best players in what you're looking for. Where where it would be like six two centre back who's quick and do that. You can find the top 10 and then you can go and scout the top five that you like. So when Liverpool bought Van Dijk, they were also looking for, um, they were also in the running for Laporte. So it was yeah. a thing by, if Van Dijk went to Man City, Liverpool yeah. would have picked up Laporte. But because Liverpool picked up uh, Van Dijk, obviously Man City picked up Laporte. So what Liverpool tend to do is they just tend to look for like the top 10 in each position yeah. and then say, okay, He's he's got the highest stats. Let's go for him. Yeah. He's got the highest stats. Let's go for him. But obviously, they still use that like, old school scouting. Yeah. Like, you have oh. to watch him just to see yeah. how the temperament is on the pitch and how how they play and how they react to certain things. But I think that's that's Liverpool's Liverpool's um, directive, and I, and I kind of like it because you find gems, you find really really like yeah. really really good gems. But people like Mane and Salah tomorrow, if he was to sell them. We're easily fetching over 100 million for them, and we bought them for 30 million. 
Yeah. So I think it's good because you find top quality players anyway who can who can also instantly uh, make your team better. Or you can also find players who you can sell on for a profit. But then at the end of the day, for not everyone's going to do well, and you want to try and get your money for them. Yeah. Sorry, just to add here, just to add on that, yeah, United recently bought like uh, a system like that. So to do the data thing. So that's something that they were lacking behind and they recently invested in a system that's going to do all that data stuff, which is something I really like. I, that's, I always talk about profile players. Mm. I don't care if I haven't seen him play. Like, talk about this specific profile. In this position, what do we need? Oh, somebody who wins the ball a lot. Cool, top 10. Who wins yeah. the ball a lot? That's why when people were lo- like, in my main United group chat, I was saying, oh, I want Idris again. People are like, oh, why do you want it's him? He's not his whatever. Mm. I'm like, bruv, trust me, trust me. In that position, he's unreal. Like, he's unreal. They're like, no, no, no. Got to move to PSG. But, yeah, it's this. Yeah, the only thing is, like, I was checking out stats. I check out stats regularly just to kind of see what's popping, yeah? And Mustafi is killing it. He is killing it on the stats. Even like this season. Stats. <laughs> so you've got to be careful. Um, just quickly, because like hot on the press, apparently as an exclusive, the Premier League plans have kind of developed and clubs are going to be staying in the quarantined World Cup style base. And they're hoping they can play all of the games um, between June and July. And it will all be kind of screamed. Uh, yeah, it'll be screamed <laughs> in a TV mega <laughs> event. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? What do you say, cuz? Fam, it makes no sense. Who's who? who? Should I say two things? Yeah, Mm. two two things. Yeah, one, um, the corona sometimes, like you're gonna have no symptoms, so you won't be able to know if you have corona until like two weeks in advance. What's gonna happen with the film crew and everybody else like that, and you know people like that. Um, players, their families. How do you know? Like, you, there's no, there's no way to know. No, there's wait, 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 no wait, wait, wait. I think you can get tested, right? So, like, even if you're not showing not symptoms. Yet. Okay, fair enough. I think they're getting the tests in, but are, are, are you? Are they really going to prioritize the Premier League? That's the thing, but they're they're not playing it here. So I think they're gonna try and play it in Dubai to try to say, listen, we're not gonna be, we're not gonna be a burden to the English. It's the Midlands. Oh, is it the Midlands? My bad. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to work. I think it's the Midlands. Okay. That's not going to yeah, work. Yeah, so I, ju- I just don't think it'll, w- it'll work. And plus, in the next uh, two weeks, it's supposed to get worse. So, I don't know. I don't I don't see it working. And then, on top of that, imagine, so now, in between now and when you're scheduled to play it, God forbid, anything happens. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. So he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for. And... Done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and... Done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face. And... Done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's one 800 Go start. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. 
to one of the players or the players' families, yeah. that's a, that's gonna kick off another thing. So I just, I don't know, man. I, I I feel like it's one of those things where it's highly unlikely. But either way, as I said, I'm on the fence. I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whether yeah, they play yeah. or they don't. Look, full disclosure. I think I've got the COVID thing. I think I've got Corona. The shit. It took me out yesterday or the day before. Bruv, my back, I couldn't move. I couldn't stand up. Like, I'm fine now. And I don't know, maybe it's going to come back in another wave. But, yo, it's serious. Like, all of a sudden I woke up and my stomach fucking hurt. I couldn't move my back. The way I was moving was like, I remember Matic back under at Chelsea under Mourinho. This man, I was mad stiff. Like, so, so when you're saying, one day you're fine and the next day, bam, it's just, it, it comes like that. So, like, whatever plan, listen, the Premier League need to understand their place, like, Whatever plans they're doing, they just need to shelf the shit, man. I don't understand. They're not getting it. Um, I think it's, it's, money, it's the money. Yeah, the money involved. The money. It's money, man. The money talks, yeah. I hear you, but <laughs> see what I'm saying? If I'm a player, I'm already getting paid. Do you know what I mean? So they can, they can organise whatever they want, but when it comes down to it... No, no. It's, it's, it's get, no I don't think it's, a, it's not a player paying the pay. The players are Gucci. Players, the players don't even want to play behind closed doors. I think it's the same as with the NBA. I think it's the TV money. That's yeah. what's putting these men under the elbow. That's what's putting these men under the elbow. But, listen, if I'm a player and I've got a contract, I don't care about TV money. I'm yeah, getting no. my... See, and, I know. So, so, I think it's up to the players to be like, no. And I think they will. Because yeah. it's, it's putting their health at risk. Yeah. I, I know. I hate playing yeah. in a corrupt atmosphere. Listen, Pogba didn't even... Pogba didn't, in the corona, corona arena. Isn't it? Pogba didn't even play in the normal season. He, he faked like seven <laughs> injuries, isn't it? <laughs> so there's no way. There's no way like you're getting to play in Corona in the era of Corona. Like, nah. Yeah, yeah. Coronavirus. 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 Man. Yeah. Man, I want to infect the whole universe. Just a Liverpool call winner. Asterix Cup, man. Fam. Nah, yes. Done. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, man. imagine, just imagine if some of our favourite players get taken out. Then that's like... Yeah, be right. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, certain players recover quick. So let's move on to Cho. Um, <laughs> and, like, this is what I'm saying. This is why I hated when Sebi came in the group. Because now Ayo has a sparring partner. He's come, he's got someone on his... He's got someone to bounce off of. Usually, Ayo would come in the chat. He'll sprinkle something and then we could just ignore him. But Seb doesn't let it go by. <laughs> Bear, do, baby. bear emojis yeah, and shit like that. It'll be like, I all come in and like, yo, quick, everyone. Cho Greenwood. So I thought, fuck it, let's, let's talk about it. Let's lay it out. Let's lay it out. So, so first and foremost, let's, let's do it, bro. So first and foremost, um, cut to the day. Like, let me actually hear what you, because it's easy, like, when it's agenda, but I want to hear, Ayo, I want to hear your opinion on Hudson Odoi. Do you think he's actually a good talent or is man trash like you make out? It depends. Are you talking pre-corona or after corona, cuz you get me? No, it just aside here. I yeah. think I think he's good talent. Okay. I think he's very his athleticism is um of course a massive threat. Mm. He seems pretty good at dribbling. He can strike the ball very well. And when he seems to be in full flow, that he's a cut in left, cut in right. So I'm, this season, I haven't been really impressed with his performances. Yeah. Um, I know he's come back from injuries. So Asterisk. Likely yeah. rust factor. And also, he's a young player as well. So there's going to be issues with that. But to me, it's less... I don't expect him to play good all the time. Mm. As you know, I do. Because, well, if he's generation like you're not claiming, I expect him to play better than he is now. Hmm. But obviously, as a young player, I expect him to be in and out. 
what's kind of concerning me is just the technical stuff. Like I see him with baggy touches. Some of the crosses are a bit just lofted and the dribbling that he's, his actual close control isn't as good as I anticipated. Mm. But when he's in full flow, and I think that will probably come with more and more reps and the more and more you play, you want to get used to certain, okay, I remember in this scenario when the defender showed me this way, I did this and that and then they bang. But if I do this, it might bang. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think he can be a very, very, very good player, especially if he gets back to being aggressive. Because I think when he first bust, he was very aggressive. When I've seen him recently, he hasn't been as aggressive apart from the Arsenal game. He looked pretty aggressive when he was giving it to the Saka, innit? So I need to see that level of aggression from him. Because if he's aggressive, he's got the ability and the speed to get the shot he wants or the cross he wants, innit? So I think think with him, it's maybe more of a mental thing than a concentration thing. But I think he's he's a very good talent. And and then now let's compare him to Mason. Okay, let's okay, let's not. How about that? Let's not. Yeah. Really. So you, you <laughs> no, think? No, I think I think I think Mason's a better talent, and I think Mason's another level to him in talent wise. Another level, yeah. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to find Okay, so if you look at them in terms of their skill set, mm. Hudson absolutely destroys them athletically. Mm. I think Mason is better than technically, especially Mason's ball striking might be one of the best in the league in terms of just clean hits, left foot, right foot. Yeah, it's always seemed like when he shoots, his balls like it's just going in. And he's got, I think he's got pretty good close control. The reason why I think that Mate Greenwood is another level, um, and I think you will struggle to disagree with Daniel because of, I know how you think about when it comes to football. Mm. I think Mason is going to be a goal-getting machine. And I think if you're going to be one of them players who can score goals in absolute bucket loads, you're going to be, you're going to always be at the top, at the top yeah, of the yeah. top of the free chain. So all the guys that score mad goals, yeah. 30 goals a year, 35 goals a year, yeah. they always tend to be at the top of the food chain. So yeah. your Neymars, your Mbappes, yeah. your Lewandowski's, your Messi's, Ronaldo's, yeah. obviously they're the best, but your Mane's, your Salah's, dead, Aubameyang, those are the top. It's but true. I see, I see Tro being a very, very quality winger, but I see Greenwood just being a goal machine. So that's why I think he's going to be a, a no, different right. level of talent for me. You're right. You're like, like, I remember when Bal Cape was coming up, before he was scoring... I had to convince people that it was good. When he start, when you start scoring and you start scoring loads, yeah, no, because no one can chat shit. It's like Suarez. You know how many questions when Suarez first landed in Liverpool, there was questions. Suarez, yeah, is, I, yeah. I, remember, I remember he was missing a bare chance, but yeah. you could see that he was mad. Yeah, yeah, he was but sick. He was sick. When you start hitting numbers, no one can chat shit. So that's that's one one reason why Greenwood is almost bulletproof because, like, the left foot, right foot is popping off from the wing. He can still score goals. Um, Seb, I want you to chime in. Um, Hudson Greenwood, do you think it's a, he's another level as Io claimed? Wait, but Io, you're not saying he's generational. No, no, he's not generational. Okay, cool, he, cool, he ain't, cool, ain't Mbappe cool, or, or cool, Wade cool, Rooney. Cool, cool. Like, he's okay, not generational cool. like that, man. Right, so, Seb, what are you saying about Cho Greenwood? Yeah, so in regards to Cho Greenwood, um, firstly, you say like Cho pre-injury I loved uh, it uh, come on let's let's drop the pre-injury shit like it's killing no, me man because because if I start after injury you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say <laughs> that is true pre-injury let me give him some props in it pre-injury yeah, cool. I loved him unreal like he he was someone that I definitely see like starting for England um, was aggressive as uh, DC said really really aggressive taking on players um, I don't think his end product was all that in regards to uh, he, 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 
what he did is he'd always cut in and shoot, mm. but like it wasn't really like popping off like that. Mm. But the effort was there, and I see the intent, and I really, really liked it. Um, pulse injury, I just feel like it's yeah. As uh, this said again, it's just it, the touches are really, really baggy. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem as aggressive as as sharp. Um, and he is like, whereas before, like I, every time he'd cut in, I, I'm, I would be scared that he's shooting and it's going to be on target. These days, it's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, 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 it doesn't, it's not really a threat. However, all of the stuff he does outside of the box because of his athleticism, I really, really prefer that to, uh, in like, I preferred him outside of the box to Greenwood. Or outside of the final third to Greenwood, sorry, should I say, in the final third, I don't think he can chat to Greenwood at all. Like, and it, it it's just because of natural ability yeah, but and we... being able to go both ways. Okay, so you're so saying being able to go. Yeah, I was gonna say you're saying he can't chat to. Are you just talking about shooting, or are you talking about in terms of providing the final pass as well? Because that's an in, in the box For... skill. So yeah, so like even provide like I don't think that's Mason's thing to provide the final pass, but when he does, he he always like he'd set up a chance. It's just that Martial won't be there or whatever a player won't be there. So he always like he does that, but he doesn't play as like when he plays on the wing, he doesn't play as a winger. Like he literally plays like yeah, like a shooter. As, yeah, so he doesn't really play as a winger, so it's hard to kind of compare in that aspect. Okay. However, like, one v one in the final third is yeah. an absolute menace because you don't under, yeah. you don't know where you don't know what he's going to do. Like but that's you don't not... know what foot is going to go down, yeah. and he's like big men, big men. Yeah, this one like saying. that big men that should be stopping him or whatever. They, they can't, can't they stop can't, him because they, they just don't know where he's going. But this is what I'm saying. So that's not even not even in comparison to Hudson. I feel like. Like I was kind of saying, in comparison to most people, Greenwood seems like, in terms of... Most people. Yeah, most people. Just like anyone. Like, the way he yeah. cuts in the shoot, it's like, it's a unique ability. But, in the group chat, someone sent in the video saying that it was sick, and I was I was pressing play, getting ready to be impressed. And Mal was doing kick-ups. And then I was thinking, this, this can't be what you were saying was sick. And then, they were, like, I think, I you said that the strike at the end was good, but I don't know. I think with Greenwood, I don't know, man. I, I feel like, like I was saying, I don't know. I kind of feel like Greenwood is good, but just because it seems like he's had all, a lot of games where he's gone missing, I, I can't trust him to net the goal. So, like, yeah, we might see um, he scored a goal here and there, but until I see like him starting regularly and hitting goals regularly, then if he's not hitting that those twenty goals, then he's not going to be the top winner. Winger, if you see what I'm saying, he won't play the wing. I agree. He won't play the wing though. That's the thing with me. Like when when you look at Greenwood, yeah, okay, Greenwood this season um, has scored twelve goals. Yeah, most coming from off the bench. Sanchez has scored four goals for United. Yeah, so put that into context. Yeah, Sanchez scored four goals. United and played more, way more games, way more minutes. Mm. Yeah, put into context, I think Lukaku last season scored 16 goals at Manchester United or 18 or comps or whatever. Greenwood was on 12. Do you know what I mean? So again, like the the quality is there. If you look at Mason and you look at his physique, he's he he's got a physique of a 16 year old. Like he's quite tall, but in terms of like um, width and everything, he's got the physique of a 16 year old. So mm. when you see him go missing in games, it's because of the the, the sheer physical aspects of the game where you've got like freaks i.e. 
Mbappe and you've got like similar to like Rooney. Cho, even like Loftus when they were young when they were young they still physically and in regards to their athleticism were adults whereas Greenwood isn't an adult in his body he's an adult in his mind so that's where I feel like if he catches up physically he might be I'm, I'm, I'm calling it here Greenwood has the ability to be the best striker in the world and that's just if he grows up in terms of his physical attributes, which is a natural thing anyway, because he's absolutely untouchable in the box. Like, is it's like it's crazy? Like, absolutely untouchable mm-hmm. in the box. But the outside of box thing really, really annoys me. And that's why when people were calling at the start of the season for him to play um, number nine, I was like, nah, I, I don't want him to play number nine, and I don't want him to start he's because not... he's just going to get outmuscled all the time. Yeah, because he's not a man yet. Um, Ellis, oh. wait, what's your what's Liverpool's academy saying? You got anyone um, on on the horizon? That can chat to... Dan, you're killing me for... Right, listen. I'm just, oh, I'm just, I'm intrigued, damn. bro. I'm just intrigued. No, no. Now we got a young kid, um, Curtis Jones. He's looking, he's looking very bright for the future. He looks alright. Um, yeah, he looks decent still. Um, I'm hopeful for Brewster in it. I like someone who bags goals in it, but maybe the Premier League is a bit, the level's a bit too much for him. Obviously, mm-hmm. coming back from a Achilles injury, was out for like a year. So in Chelsea also. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got another right back coming through. Uh, Names are straight, but, but yeah, he, he looks good. He's coming through. But, so, do you know what? A couple is, players yeah. over. Huh? At least, like, your, your, your first team is popping anyway. So, do you know when your first team is popping, you don't really have to look back too much? You have to kind of yeah, hold no, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, I feel like that's enough. We'll wrap up. Um, Thanks for coming. Um, yeah, use the hashtag when you're listening, shit like that, all that stuff that Lewis usually says. Um, thanks, lads. Yeah. <laughs> we'll wrap up there. All right, nice one. Coronavirus. <laughs> cheers. All right, I'll wrap that shit up. Calling all carriers. Schneider's new Freight Power app makes it easy to find and book reliable loads instantly. So you spend less time hunting for freight and more time hauling it. Download the Schneider Freight Power app today. Available now at the App Store and Google Play. Sports Social Podcast Network.